TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I am Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damien Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. And this episode is brought to you by The Wellness Summit. The day that would change your life. Go to www.thewellnesssummit.com to find out more information. Now, we have this very, very special guest on to on this episode today, all the way from Santa Fe, Mexico. Um, I'm going to ask Brett to introduce this special guest today because uh, Brett uh, just loves his stuff and he brought, this, uh, he brought this person on to our show. Brett, would you like to introduce our special guest today? Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited to introduce Erwin LaCour to our show. Um, he is an expert in movement and particularly in functional and natural movement, which I just love because I'm, I'm really into this kind of exercise um, and, and I love the stuff he has. Um, I know uh, I spoke to a few of the girls in the practice today. They were hoping we'd actually have a video interview today because they told me that they'd, uh, <laughs> they'd actually quite like to see Erwin because he certainly lives his, his word and he's a pretty fit, buff-looking guy. So, um, so Erwin, welcome to the show. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Hey guys, thank you very much for having me today. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm Erwan Decor. I'm founder of a physical education system called MoveNet. That that, that is also a fitness system, and I'm originally from France, so it means that I'm a natural Oregon bastard, and I cannot wait to lecture everybody. <laughs> uh, get fit. <laughs> oh, excellent. Fantastic. So tell us a bit about MoveNet, Erwin. Like, what's the difference between, I guess, MoveNet and perhaps what everyone else is doing out there in the fitness world? Uh, I would say that, um, well, if I was to to take an example, um, how would you how would you train a tiger? How would you train a a wolf or bear? How would you train any wild animal so that they can be fit? And um, it would probably sound very funny to imagine those those beautiful, powerful animals uh, to run a treadmill or uh, lift weight uh, in a weight room and, and isolate muscles to to be fit. And um, what actually uh, applies to wild animals, we can apply it to human beings. So my approach to fitness is that in order to to be fit, we need to move naturally. We we have uh, specific movement skills that we need to practice. And uh, unlike most uh, fitness concepts that are modern inventions, uh, those are not accessory. They are not optional. They are actually uh, a biological duty. You, know, you need to move naturally the same way other animals move naturally uh, with their own uh, species uh, skills. So that is maybe the main difference uh, is that um, you, you want to you have that physical competence that involves uh, both. They're, they're both. great points, Erwin. A lot of people actually, and look, the proponents of going to a gym would say, well, some people can't get outside or the weather's bad or whatever, and so I prefer to go into the comforts of my own gym. Um, I've always lifted weights. I've always felt good. Surely I'm strong. Isn't that good enough? So, you know, in that sort of respect, uh, look, I've seen what your gyms look like and they look incredible. In fact, Brett was saying he wants to build one. and I think I do too. I think it looks amazing. But, uh, you know, some people go to the gym and pump out some weights. What are the sorts of things that they're missing out on if they're just pumping weights? 
Well, it, it, it depends on what you expect. I mean, if, you, if what you expect is to get a, a, a fit-looking body and then uh, you're going to do some form of bodybuilding and you're happy with this, then you're not missing out on anything. You know, it's just the way you approach fitness and if point. it fits that's you, and you're happy, then I, I mean, I'm totally fine with it because that's your freedom. But uh, from yeah. my perspective, uh, what I would miss if I was to just uh, exercise this way is um, the the practical side of exercise, adaptability also. And by that, I mean that... Um, uh, say if you do biceps curls and then you're going to grow the size of your biceps and then you're going to feel good about it uh, because maybe to you it's an expression of strength or at least a, a, an appearance of strength. Uh, but to me, the size of my biceps does not tell me anything about how well I am going to perform in the real world. And I'm basically uh, seeking physical competence for, for the real world. And in the real world, it's very unlikely that I will have at any point to perform biceps curls. However, I might have to run and jump and, and climb and maybe also do uh, things that involve uh, uh, manipulation of weights, such as lifting and carrying uh, and throwing and catching uh, heavy stuff. But the way I train uh, those movements involving those weights it's not by targeting muscles and isolate them and, 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 and work them out uh, to failure. The way I'm going to approach waves is, okay, well, I would have to move that heavy shit to, from point A to point B. <laughs> do I do that? And can I yeah. do you know, that? That's, that's the idea. To me, it's, it's, it has to be practical. It has to be adaptive to both the environment and the situation that, that you find yourself in. That's fantastic. I mean, that's, that's we've been talking a lot about private movements and, and the way you describe it um, in, in our previous podcast. But I was looking at one of your, you know, some of the videos that you have on your website, and and one of the things that you get people to do is some basic movements, which is just balancing on a beam, and which is, I think is amazing. Was most people don't, you know, they think about lifting weights and stuff, but they forget about like the core fundamentals. It's just you know walking on a plank, for example. So tell us a little bit about that and why you get people just you know crawling and balancing on a beam. Why do you get people to do that? Well, those movements, most people, they, they take them for granted. And uh, they, they don't even think that this is any form of fitness exercise. They think that it's just, you know, uh, completely secondary. So they, they disregard them and completely discard them most of the time. And you would be surprised uh, how challenging those movements can be uh, if you are not used to practice them and um and back to the idea of physical competence, if you are going to say, uh, whatever you know, lift some weight or press some some weight on a leg press, um, and uh, all this is done on the spot or it's it's done seated, um, but so you're 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 able to basically uh, lift heavy shit. Sorry for the the uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> but so. I like to tell people, hey, how about you are able to uh, lift and, and, and move the heavy shit that you are? <laughs> <laughs> That's classic, Owen. Look, I like that. 
this is great. And what I love about this is, you know, so often we hear about people talking about, well, I need to work on my biceps or I need to work on my core or I want to work on my legs. But in reality, we need to learn how to use all of those things in unison. You know, you need to be able to learn how to fire your arms at the same time as you fire your core, at the same time as you lift with your legs. And not only that, but we need to learn how to fire those muscles in the right pattern, in the right order, in a coordinated way. And, and that's what I love about this fitness is we're teaching people to how to use their whole body, as you said, in a, in a real-world way. Is that fair to say? Yes, exactly. I mean, I see all those like sometimes freakishingly big dudes, and, but then they have issues just moving, just performing simple moves, just like a squat and they have no balance, and they're super stiff. So, uh, and, and they never even bother about, uh, you know, verifying, checking out if their the, the strength that they develop this way. They can actually transfer it to any real use, like put it to any real use. So, uh, when it comes to again physical competence, and, and you are lifting something heavy, and then you want to carry it. If you start to lift it, it's probably that you want to carry it. But now if you want to carry it, it's not just lifting it on the spot. If you want to carry it, you need to be able to move your own body first. And if you can't move well, then you cannot move that thing well because the first thing you need to move is your own body. So let's get back to basics. Can I squat? Can I place myself in a, in a half kneeling uh, stance and, and then transition to a, a full squat and back and, and all those those movements or just balance on the beam uh, because as I, as I carry a weight, maybe I'll have also to deal with some complex environment, including having to uh, walk across something that's a narrow surface. So if I can't do that, what's, what's the goal? What's the point of my strength? If I can't, if it's not applicable to, to the real world. One of the things we find, Erwin, and I think you, you're kind of alluding to this, is that what is the point of doing these exercises if they're not going to help you um, achieve activities of daily living? Some people can be massive. They can be big across their chest, big in their biceps. Their triceps can look like quadriceps. And there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on inside their body that is kind of a little bit abnormal and a little bit out of proportion. Um, but they're always doing some kind of injury. So they might blow a shoulder out or they might, you know, get a hamstring pull or they might rip an ab or something like that. Um, you're saying, and I agree with you, but you're saying that if you can master the art of primal movements and movement patterns that we're designed to uh, be able to perform, then we should be able to avoid most injuries. Is that what you're saying? Um, that is actually my belief in the sense that... Uh, it, if you have your body function and perform in the way it is designed to, uh, means with uh, great efficiency, uh, yeah. with good posture, good breathing, with mindfulness, and then with good technique, yeah. um, then and then also following patterns that are natural to to the human body, then it's very likely that you are going to obtain that kind of athleticism that is. Um, that is durable, that is uh, sustainable, and that actually uh, uh, allows you to to avoid injury. Mm, sure. Like, if you abuse your body uh, out of ego and vanity, uh, having it perform insane patterns that are, um, you know, designed to hypertrophy, create hypertrophy in, in the muscle fibers, but but they are not. Uh, biomechanically sound 
for instance, when you use machines, you're not free to move. You are basically uh, a slave of the machine in the sense that the, the machine is going to dictate what movement pattern your body has to perform. And, yeah. and movement pattern has been designed by some, some other guy that thought it was very clever to have you uh, strap yourself or just sit there and, 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 and move your leg or you move your arm a certain way. Man, in the end, um, you're not having your, move, uh, your, your, your body moving the way it's, it's designed to. Erwin, let's talk about a little bit about that movement. You, you, got, you designed a sort of like 13 movement skills um, and you divide it into three, you know, three areas, the, the locomotive, the manipulative, and the combative. Could you sort of list them you know, so that pe- for our fans and our audience can get a feel for what you, what you mean by specific movements? Let's start with the locomotive it's, stuff. Just a, it's just a practical way to, uh, um, to explain the concept and what is it that you're, you're, you're going to, to practice, what is it that the practice is made of. So, yeah, there are three, uh, three modes, I would say, uh, um, like uh, locomotive skills that's the first thing you do is to move your body and then manipulative skills which which is the ability to uh, manipulate external objects and loads which most of the time will imply actually also locomotive skills for instance if you carry something it's both locomotive and manipulative uh, and then combative skills or the ability to defend yourself or just just fight and um, and within all three movement modalities, there are a certain number of skills. For instance, uh, in locomotive skills, you have walking, you have running, jumping, crawling, balancing, and climbing, and also swimming. And in manipulative skills, you have lifting, and then carrying, throwing, and catching. And in combative skills, you have mostly striking and grappling. and now then, within each of those skills, you have a variety of techniques and other movement variations. So it's a very, very, very broad uh, spectrum of, of movement that are, again, all practical and adaptive to situations or environments. And so, Erwin, uh, on your website, you sort of talk about our modern society and I guess the lack of movement and particularly the lack of functional movement in our society. And you, talk, you call it the human zoo predicament. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah. Well, it's um, the human zoo. It's a metaphor, but at the same time, and 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 sadly, it's a very realistic metaphor. Uh, it means that we have, I would employ the word, divorced ourselves from our natural environments and lifestyles uh, that our ancestors uh, used to live, and um, and we're paying a price. So. It's not about, you know, just plunking ourselves in the jungles and, and try to survive, you know, like, um, and being off the grid. That, that's not the point. But let's say we can be more true to our biological needs and to our biological and evolutionary nature by uh, resetting ourselves uh, in our original movement mode. So, so moving naturally to me number one but then there are plenty of other aspects of a natural lifestyle that are really important absolutely obviously diet and uh, and mindset of course as well so Irwin um so one of the things that i suppose many of our listeners are going to want to hear uh some i suppose practical tips for starting to move naturally how can people just start to move naturally before they enroll themselves in a you know in a lifestyle or in a course um like one of the ones that you offer how where can they start what what do people need to do to get going 
Well, actually, everybody started in some way because when you when you are born and you are a little child, and uh, the first thing you do is that you start crawling, and then before you you can even walk and stand uh, and run and and do and jump and do all those movements, you are going to uh, explore all those movements because it's they're natural to us. So there's That's nothing right. prevent you from re-exploring those movements on your own, and just you know we can be. Uh, Outdoors, you can be in nature, but you can be in a park, you can be indoors, you can be in a gym. Um, but the thing is, what we teach, and this is why MoveNet is a physical education system, what we teach is not, we, we actually don't teach you how to move naturally. We teach you how to move efficiently in your, with your natural movements, and that's a, a, a big difference. Anybody can jump, at least to some extent. Anybody can run, anybody can balance, anybody can climb, again, at least to some extent, uh, because it's instinctual. Those movements are instinctual. Now, can you do it with great performance? Can you do it with great efficiency while uh, saving energy and, uh, and also while keeping yourself safe as you do it? And that's, that's the question. And this is what we teach. You know, before, right. uh, before you've got a program and you start to program how you are going to uh, arrange training sessions you know, for whole whole month. The first thing you need to acquire is a solid foundation of, of technical movement. And then you're going to build your conditioning on that. So just because you're going to go move naturally in the woods doesn't mean that necessarily you're going to thrive and, and become super athletic. Um, and especially the more uh, zoo human you are and, and the, the, the less this is going to happen. So true. I mean, the, the fundamental things that you're talking about is we have to shift our whole entire mindset and the, the way we view exercise and movement, and which is great. But we're all stuck in this old mindset of you know lifting weights and you know doing more bicep curls and you know chest press and leg press. Now, the next generation, like for our kids, like we all have kids, and and they they they're just getting you know I got young kids of you know four years old. How can we implement some of these strategies so that? their view of the world of exercise is what you're talking about. How, so where do you begin by, you know, what can you, or I guess the best question is, what do you think some of the exercises things that we should begin with regards to kids and where do we start with them and how do we do that? Well, this is the simplest question uh, I've heard <laughs> and the simplest answer for me to provide. And it's very simple. Just let them do what they do. <laughs> yeah, great. What would hmm. you stop them and tell them, hey, well, listen, buddy, I'm going to teach you what true fitness is. You're going to start uh, picking this dumbbell and you're going to do bicep curls. Hmm. And then you're going to uh, you know, jump on the treadmill and you're going to start running for 30 minutes for cardio. And then I'm going to give you some stretching drills on, on top of that. Yeah. I mean, seriously, if you want to have a, a young child get bored to death, in, in, in no, <laughs> it just happens because they know what true fitness is and they exemplify it every day. Without any instruction, what they do, they just follow the nature. Yeah, they so run, jump, they, they climb, they explore all those movement patterns because it's in their genetic evolutionary agenda. So you, the only thing you need to do is actually to support them and just make sure, of course, that they don't do anything crazy that they've seen on TV or in video games. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for their true nature and just support them and then maybe you can observe them and learn from them yeah be a kid again that's great I love that I love that yeah yeah. yeah. you're growing up just join them and 
and then hopefully, uh, if you can be mindful and not a, a, like a jackass of natural movement, uh, then you can uh, pay to your posture, to your breathing, to your relaxation, to uh, timing, to sequence, to whatever form a good technique. And, uh, and maybe you can um, become a bit more technical and more efficient because, because again, it's, it's all about mindful movement and knowing techniques that are going to uh, improve your performance. And based on that, you can build a, a crazy, amazing, super effective and applicable conditioning. I love that tip you just chucked in in the middle there, Erwin, which is just for adults to join in with the kids. And I think that's just so cool. Like, it's just about getting outside, playing with the kids, you know, getting some time outside, climbing a tree, you know, running around, rolling down a hill, you know, just all those simple things that kids just do. And, and one of the things I think is amazing with kids is when you look at their movement patterns, you know, I remember spending hours in a gym trying to learn how to do a squat properly. And then you watch my, my boy when he was two and he'd just bend down and pick something up in this like perfect squat technique. Is, is that what you find, Erwin? They just do it naturally, perfectly? Well, we should, uh, we should never lose those, uh, those abilities. Uh, yeah. I mean, just like kids, I can uh, transition from uh, sitting on the ground to a squat and uh, I don't know uh, many grown-ups that can do the same. I mean, the, the thing is that I've never lost those, uh, that mobility and those, those, uh, those abilities to move because I've never stopped practicing them. And we, we're really facing a serious issue here uh, in our modern society. It's not just about, you know, most people being overweight and, and all that. It's that they also cannot move. And if you lose your ability to move in, in some way, you lose your freedom. You lose a big, big part of, of your freedom. You know, you, you've heard of that expression, freedom of movement. So if you can't move, how, how much freedom is left? Um, so you, you need a strategy, you need an inspiration, and you need sometimes also some guidance and teaching so that you can get back on track to your you know, evolutionary birthright of, of strength and health and natural movement skills. Talk about um, of your, like, I mean, you obviously have um, also 10 principles, like MoveNap principles. Um, could you kind of touch on, touch on those? Because it affects, you know, the environment and, you know, the way you move and, and it just incorporates life principles. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, those 10 principles, they, I, um, I designed them and explained them just so that I could um, convey the concept of, of MoveNet and, and based on those natural movements more easily to people. And it starts with evolutionary. That's the first principle because we, we all come from, from evolution. It's been a, a long, long, long time since we uh, like started started to emerge as a as a species and, and in the process we we have evolved with those movement skills uh, not so that today some of us could be uh, Olympic gold medalists every four years but so that all of us could survive in the world so evolutionary and then uh, instinctual and, uh, and 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 many other principles that that just stem from from that reflection of 
of what it is for us to move naturally. And uh, I would say, because I, I may not like explain, we may not have the time to for me to explain each and every of those principles, but if you want to retain, I would say, the, the two most important principles, uh, I would say, uh, practical and adaptive. Practical because when you move, and, and what it means to move naturally is to perform uh, movements that are practical to yourself or others in the real life. Uh, even though a lot of those movements have become optional, for instance, why would you run today? You know, you run for pleasure, but you don't necessity. Why would you climb? Why would you uh, balance? Well, you're going to do that for fun or for training or for, uh, but rarely for necessity, except if you maybe are a firefighter and you have to save people's lives, then that's when you understand the value of those movements. Because you're like, yeah, I'll have to climb. I'll have to balance. I'll have to jump. I have to throw a catch. I have to sprint and run and, and crawl. But if you're like a zoo human and then you don't care, then you don't even see how practical those movements are. Uh, because if you want uh, in today's life, all you have to do is press on, on, on a button just, you know, with your mouse and keyboard and you order a pizza and it's delivered. <laughs> and that's, you don't even need to stand uh, and, and walk. Uh, if you want to feed yourself, but um, it's in time of uh, of need, I would say, and sometimes in, in time of like uh, tough times, uh, that uh, you understand the that those movements are practical to a point they are actually vital, and that's when you're like, oh my goodness, I have those gigantic biceps curls, but I can't <laughs> swim, right? <laughs> Yeah, and it's such a great point, Erwin, and, and I think the way I look at this is that I want to just be fit enough and strong enough so that I can not only meet whatever challenges come my way, so if there is some sort of an emergency or something happens, you want to be able to meet that, um, but also so that you can take in whatever opportunities come your way so that, you know, if someone comes up to me and says, hey, we're going to do this, I don't know, obstacle course event and we want you to, you know, join in with us, you can do it. Or, you know, if the kids say, <laughs> yes, hey, I'd exactly. love you to carry me on my shoulders for the next hour because I'm going to this, you know, concert or something, you can do it, you exactly. know. Yeah. You can just exactly. meet those challenges of the world without having to worry. You know you can do it. Yeah, exactly. Or but there are so many situations where those movements are still useful and practical, but that can be as simple as, hey, I need to move that heavy piece of furniture. Yeah, exactly. uh, you need to help your, uh, your um, uh, neighbors or friends or family uh, move in, and then you have to uh, lift and carry all those those cardboards full of books and stuff like that or uh, you need to sprint to catch the last bus or um, yeah. whatever uh, somebody's droning in front of you and you need to be able to sprint and swim and hold your breath and pull them out and carry them and that that is the true meaning of being beach ready not just because you look fit but because you can perform something real and help people um, and then the, the, uh, the other principle that's very important is adaptive Again, you know, when you exercise with a machine, you don't adapt to nothing. You actually have to conform to whatever movement pattern is dictated to you by the machine. Now, if you are a, a true human being, um, you are able to adapt <laughs> movement to what, well, almost whatever environment you find yourself in or situation. So an environment that can be, well, uh, are you on the beach? Are you in the mountain? Are you in a desert? Uh, in a, you know, whatever a rocky area. Uh, is it muddy? Is it icy? Is it cold? Is it hot? Is it 
Do you have time? Is it an emergency? Is there? Is it safe? Is there a danger? Is it something you need to do for yourself? Is it something you need to do to help people? Do you have to collaborate with others so that you can lift and carry something heavy? All those things require the most primal, the most essential, the most universal quality we should all possess, which is adaptability, physical and, and mental adaptability to context environments and situations and I'm sorry you can't get that in, in the global gym or working out with machines and dumbbells that won't happen so you're yeah. just becoming a more useful mate basically aren't you you <laughs> <laughs> not an amazing partner a mate <laughs> all right thank you so much it's been awesome this has been amazing content and just amazing insights and I, thank you for sharing your philosophy and your insights um you know for the fans out I there told, yeah go ahead i told you that i was going to lecture everybody <laughs> french people lecture other people well i think one of the best things to do is actually take yourself out of the human zoo and uh you know go spend some time uh with erwin he's actually if you want more information about his stuff and his philosophy you should check out his website he's got some great videos there and how to train with him it's uh www.movenat.com that's m-o-v-n-a-t.com and so he's actually doing a couple of uh retreats uh, he does retreats all the time there's a you know if you want to take yourself out of the human zoo and move yourself to uh, thailand for example he's got a, a seven-day retreat over there and uh he's offered us a a great discount um, uh, for, for those with us, listeners to the wellness guys if you just go to his website and go to train with us on the seven day Thailand trips uh, there's a couple of dates available and there's some, some, some uh, availabilities there so just put in the wellness guys or just email them and say that we sent you there and I'm sure that he'll take good care of you so um, thank you so much Erwin I really appreciate your time and, and, and your energy and uh, this episode is brought to you by the wellness summit if you want to come up to the wellness summit and meet some of the speakers and health wellness experts from around the world come to the Go Coast in March uh, 2013, March 2nd on Saturday. Go to wellness, thewellnesssummit.com to register for that event. Another great episode, guys. Thank you so much. And uh, please go to facebook.com slash thewellnessguys to tell us what you think about Erwin and what about his philosophy on movement and how do you just get out there and be like a kid again and just play in the jungle gym. Uh, it might look kind of weird, but hey, it's going to make you fitter. So until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives, lead by example, and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on The Wellness Guys Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.